Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine's food editor, Stephanie March, and local foodie from Stephanie's Dish, Stephanie Hansen, No Food. It's all about food, fun, food, frivolity, and food. Talking about everything happening at the Minnesota State Fair, it's podcast on a stick. Here's the Stephanie's. Hello and welcome to podcast on a stick. Day seven, people, day Seven of the Minnesota State Fair. I'm Stephanie Hansen. I'm Stephanie March. And it has been a fantastic state fair so far. We passed the halfway mark yesterday. Yes, we have 50% less fair than we did when we started. Okay, that's a good way to think Isn't about that. Think that. About it it sure is. I thought about that last night. I thought about it because I really, yesterday, day six, I really tried to push it as far as I could. I, I stayed as late as I could because I love night fair. We haven't really gotten to talk about night fair because you and I are here early and we tend to spend the day here. I've done night fair with Kurt You have done nights. night fair. Yep. You're right. For me, this was my first one. And uh, it's the funny different. thing is I used to come as, as a kid. Night fair was how I did the fair. We always came at night. And so, you know, it's funny to me to be here. Now my life in the fair is daytime fair. And so I was so excited to come back and hang out and it just, it's different. Did you walk near the Midway yes. and the French Fry booth? Yes. Oh, it is such a teen scene. It's a teen scene. It's fantastic. It is. It is. And it totally, and here's my thing about the teens, guys. With the ripped jeans and the peg pants and the crop tops, I'm like, well, you guys are me. So this is totally my totally. 1980 kids, and I'm so happy for that. It's just, you know what? It's that feeling of you know summer is ending. You know these are your last days, and you're about to have to buckle down and go back to school. Oh, I love that feeling. You know what else was so great is you would meet people that weren't from your school. Yes, no. Because you would already, like, run through all the options in your school. Yeah. So you get all of these teens, and you get to see and meet people from other schools. Well, that was always the best. Now they can, like you know, follow each other on, on socials. Like you can be Stephanie, like, hey, it's Bobby from St. Paul. And then they can find Bobby on St. Paul. And they do like, I think it's WhatsApp, where literally they can see location of people around them. Oh. So it's really like in real time, dating, cooking up, finding each other, really in real time. It go, yeah, totally different thing. We hit the arcade, I'll tell you. And that was a fun thing. We did some skee-ball. We got 15 tickets. You're really got, good at skee-ball, aren't you? I, I, I thought I was. I was not <laughs> good at skee-ball last night. Uh, we only got 15 tickets, which earned us three Tootsie Rolls. That's it. <laughs> Just to be clear. But that's um, fun. But that was fun. But the best part is we actually ended up sitting around the giant claw machine where they had like llamas and teddy bears, these big stuffed animals, and you have to position the claw and drop oh, it. Oh, and that's a science. My God. No, we were hooked. We were sitting there for like... 25 minutes watching this one bunch of kids and they all just kept chucking money in and going for it and going for it and like okay you got to move the teddy bear over this way so that now this one's going to be a fail but it's going to get your bear in the right position i mean like it was oh it was strategy total strategy i love that yeah it was pretty fun of course the funny part is what they spent like 25 bucks and i'm sure that llama that they actually did end up getting is all valued at like oh 10. yeah but you know you can't do the, the math sport. on that <laughs> it's the sport it's like when you see someone walking down the concourse of the fairgrounds and they have a giant bear love it and you're like huh i wonder how much that bear costs you to get to get and I then know. you have to carry it around all day which my husband would purposely like lose games so we wouldn't win more crap that he'd have to carry around right, right you know it's a really if you need a toy for your kid and you don't want to spend a hundred dollars Here's what you do. 
you get your big group of people, right? So you get like eight of you and you go to the horse race game where all you have to oh, do yeah. is the water one gun in the hole. Wins. And one person wins. So yeah. you game and you can even like pair up with another family. I know. We've done that too where we just had three of us, but we like found the right family and then we were like, okay, we're going to do this until we both win enough for our kids. And we'll stay here until yeah. we get your three kids and our one kid, and we will all save a lot of money. Yep, it's true. I like that idea. I know they won't let you do it when there's just two of you. No. I'm like, how about if he and I go? And they're like, we're going to need some more people. I'm That's like, a 50-50. Um, okay, so Night Fair, I think, also is great because of the fact that it is just it is just. You know, there's less people here. Yeah. And, and it was kind of cool last night and a little Oh, my blustery. God. It was breezy and wonderful. <laughs> and it was, we had everything, you know, walking up and down the streets. There's just tons of, there's, people are in, like, the bars and in the areas. Here's the other tip. I actually went shopping last night in the Coliseum without all those, like, shuffling crowds. You got to talk to the vendors. I talked to some of the guys who I was buying shoes from. And, and I talked. Stuff March is sporting a new pair of shoes. Yeah, I bought a new pair of shoes because day seven. And, uh... And, you know, the thing is, is, like, I usually hate it because there's so many people and you can't, you know, and you're bustling and, uh, and that's not how I shop. And it was just nice because I thought I, I have never shopped at night before, but that's a really good move, too. Yeah. And also the music at night is super fun. It's ridiculous how great it is. And in every corner, this is the thing. Like, we stopped by, we were walking by uh, Caribe Cafe. Yeah. And, like, they were jamming and we both ended up sitting there, like, like rocking out and singing to the song that was playing. Our little instant karaoke moment. And that's the thing is like, and you can do that here and no one looks at you sideways. It's a thing that doesn't happen anywhere else. Like we're all in this moment together. We're in a collective consciousness. Yes, we are in a collective moment of let's have fun. Yep. And a collective Minnesota moment that yeah. is uniquely Minnesotan. It's so tribe worthy. It's so much who we are that that's kind of an amazing thing. Is that the parade? I hear like a marching band. I don't know. Stephanie loves a good military band. I do Those love a good military band. I love a marching no. band. I love brass. No, it's not even. Two o'clock is the parade. But that may be where the bands go in if they're headed somewhere else. Or so. K. I just said or K. Or, or K. So today is actually, it's Wednesday. You know, and as we're, it's kind of like we're heading into the weekend of the fair, the second weekend. Yes. We all know that it's going to get busier and busier, but there's also some things happening that are kind of exciting. Tell us what you are so excited about today. Okay, two things that I'm very excited about, and I kind of found them by accident. The media, there's a media guide that comes out every day, and they pick out little things to highlight. And I was reading it. I was like, what is this? There is a 4-H llama costume competition at 6 o'clock tonight. This is where you dress up in matching outfits with your llama. I cannot believe I can't believe you this didn't know about and I'm this. I'm so excited. This has been like the zeitgeist of the fair for the last like five or six years. Yeah. So People have I, been obsessed with this. So then I tweeted it out and someone was like, pro tip, pro tip. You got to get there early. Like yeah. it's going to be super crowded. I'll look for you. Yeah. Like, okay, this is great. People listen to the podcast are helping us find a good seat. Also, what is the bee? Wait, beard? coming back to the to the llama thing for a second. Okay. So the llama thing too, I think, is what's really cool about it is, um, isn't just like watching them, but like really kind of thinking about those kids and the way that they're dressing. They have to dress themselves and the, and llama. the llama. It is a thing Matching. together. And I think it's one of those funny things that you don't think about farm kids. You know, we always talk. You always want your the farm kid to have a little relationship oh, yeah. with their I want them snuggling animal. with their cows. Right. And so this is that moment, and especially llamas. And I last year I had an opportunity to chat with one of them. I didn't have any of my recording equipment with me, but we chatted with this girl who was dressed as Princess Leia, and her llama was the Wookiee. <laughs> like she had the thing, you know, like the strap around him, just like, so you know, Chewbacca. 
And it was perfect. And I just said, what made you think of this? And she's like, well, I'm a huge nerd, not just a llama nerd. And I was like, oh, you're so great. But her whole thing is she goes, we plan this all year long. We're like totally into this. And we know we're so excited because people are finally like. It's catching on. It's catching on. So there's that. Okay. So the second thing that's interesting. Me. One o'clock is the bee beard demonstration at the bee and honey exhibit. Is this where like they let bees go on their face to make literal beards? Yes. What? Why is this a thing? I don't know. I don't know. Where did it start? Like, I don't do you know. just rub honey all over your face no, and then the bees come? No, it's not like come? bees come for honey. You know what I mean? Okay. That's... See, I'm so urban. I don't even know. But How I did they get the bees on their face? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I am so gonna watch this. Yeah. One o'clock. This is just fascinating to me that it's because like. Yeah, the bee beard day. It's like a demo. Like there's a demo, which means that they're telling you how to get a bee beard. I don't I don't want a bee beard. I don't know why anybody would. It terrifies me, but it doesn't terrify everybody. Okay. And that's kind of cool. Here's another thing that if I can manage to be close enough to the bee beards, I may partake in. <laughs> and it's at 12:30 and it is the Oh, I just lost it. Wait. Okay. Egg 365. Love food. Don't waste it. Quiz show. 12.30 p.m. Oh, 12.30 p.m. So I think we're going to talk about some food waste. That's That's, fun. That's fun. (laughs) And then there's at the moose stage stuff, the Agrolympics. It's a wool pack-a-rama. I know. Agrolympics today. Who can pack wool fastest. Yep. It's all about yesterday, I think, wasn't it farm animal calling yesterday? Celebrity farm animal calling. And today it is packing wool. There's also a rooster calling contest, I think, today. Okay. So that's kind of a fun thing that you have to check out. And then, you know... The Golden Retriever Club is here today they in are the like outdoor our demonstration dog. area. Yep. Yeah, just I mean, so cute. It's so good. There's lots of good stuff. And so, as far also as live music, well, tonight at the Grandstand is Hall & Oates. And are by the way, are you, you going? I, no, maybe, I don't know, it's sold out. So it would require a little bit of maneuvering on my part, like a scalp or something. It sold out. Did you know that Weird Al sold out yesterday? Yes, I did because Jake and I tried to go. Okay, where do you think that like Weird Al sells out his tours across America? Yes, he does. <laughs> He's way more popular than you give him credit for. I'm just like, to wait, be clear. Weird Al sells out the fair yeah. grandstand. Oh God, yeah, that's oh, fantastic. For sure, yeah. He. Um, oh, this is not it. He. Uh, yeah. He. He's. He's. And he was with a full string orchestra last night. Like that's okay. a very cool thing to Eat have it. happen. Eat it. Yep. He, I no heard him doing Yoda. Yeah, 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 Yoda. Have you heard that one? No. Oh, yeah. He does a Yoda song. I like it, though. I know. It's really like good. Like Talola. Yeah, Talola. Which is a great song. Right. No, I think that that was, yeah, we were at, we actually thought maybe there was a chance that we could get, score some tickets to it, and we did not. Stephanie, here's something that I feel like is a magazine-worthy opportunity. Okay. It is on the moose stage. It is more cheese, please, a public cheese carving competition. Every day at 4 p.m. Prizes. Yeah. Like I, you could carve cheese. Dude, we talked like about this heads. day one. I have no memory. You that no was six memory? days ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying everyone gets so jazzed about the carving of the butterheads, which yesterday we did get to go see, as you guys heard. Inside. Amazing. If you missed still, that podcast, you've got to check it out. Still loving it. Um, but uh, it was, to me, that was a moment of uh, just wonder to be inside that little <laughs> booth with those people. But you can get it every single day. They carve cheese every day at 4 p.m. If you were going to carve cheese, like what would you carve? I would carve a face now that I've been inside the butterheads. Because you want to like eat your nose or I, your I eye do. or I'm your ear. I do. I'm sort of onto that. But if weird. I could carve like a thing, I might carve like I would try to carve like a bridge or something and make a cheese bridge or cheese building. 
because and then scale it like King Kong because <laughs> cheese it brings people together. It does. It's the cheese bridge. It does. There's other free music and I can't find it at this moment, so I'm trying to find it. Hold on. Oh, here I got all the free music no, right here on I, my little. There you go. Yeah. Okay, so I did. We're at the Peg is where we met for breakfast this morning, and my new state fair food because I didn't eat this last year. I had the famous Peg Muffin, Stephanie March. Oh, you did, huh? Not the Egg McMuffin, the Peg Muffin. Yeah. That was English muffin, egg, cheese, sausage. Someone tweeted me and said they want us to do a best fair breakfast segment. And we've I, covered a lot of breakfast. And yes, that's a good idea. We I did one last year. I did a segment on Fox 9. That was my second day. On Fox 9, we did a breakfast segment because there's actually Jake. I got Jake a croissant, uh, a croissant, a croissant down at uh, the at Frontier Grill for six fifty. That's Cheese, a good egg, one. Cheese, egg, and sausage croissant. We have French toast at Blue Barn. There's the Nordic waffles. There's the, they've got an all-day breakfast waffle that has egg and cheese and bacon. We're at the Peg with the Peg muffin sandwich. Of course, Salem Lutheran Dining Hall. Of course. And they have their egg sandwich open till 11, but only 11. Then they shut it down. In fact, I saw a friend, Ben, walking by the other day, and he goes, they're only open till 11. And I was like, he's like, your picture made me go there. I was like, sorry. <laughs> oh. Sorry about it. Hey, one thing I wanted to let you know, too, about the fashion thing. You know, we're talking about llama fashion. It's important to know that the 4-H kids have their own fashion review today which is their version of Project Runway. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so that's up at the 4-H building, and they have their own fashion show, the clothes that they have designed and made for this fashion review. Okay, that Isn't sounds that spectacular. That's very cool. Have uh, you been to Angry Birds Universe yet? I haven't. Have, did you go through it? No, but people have said that it's really fun, and that is every day in the North End Event Center from 9 to 9. Okay, that's a good idea. Um, some of the, I got my free music up. I, wanted, I for sure want to tell that... There is a band playing in the bazaar stage today called the Dirty Shorts ba- Brass Band. A NOLA style like jazz and blues brass fun. band. That is exciting and fun. Good times. Um, also, there is an a cappella group called Tonic Soul Fox. Have you seen them? And they're at the Lenny Lodge. They're amazing. I think I saw them. I think you and I yeah, saw them super like great. two years ago. And they do a holiday show, too. That's great. Oh, do Pert they? near Sandstone tonight at 8 o'clock in the Shells Amphitheater. They're wonderful. Okay, here's something. My alt country folks. Here's something different, too. The Junk Funk Percussion Experience at the wine Minnesota Wine Place. Uh, they're doing, it's buckets, it's a bucket drum thing. Oh, you know what I mean? Like buckets yeah, and drumsticks cool. and percussion and all that Junk kind of stuff. Junk and funk. Junk and funk experience. And, of course, this is important to know. If you can, if you couldn't get to Hollow Notes, which I think there are tickets that are obstructed view left. That's about it. Um, there is one. I night- can get that by just sitting outside at the I, Blue Barn. I know. <laughs> there is uh, one night of Queen playing oh. in the Liney Lodge tonight. So if you can't get Hollow Notes, you can get Queen. Okay, and just the sing along that could happen with that I could know. be epic. I know. Steph, seriously. what was your new fair food that you ate yesterday? So I finally, you guys, I bridged, I bridged that gap, that big gap that was caused by the Australian potatoes. Because oh, did you have that? I did. I'm surprised. I know. And the deal is, is that every, Jake and I were walking around and he kind of said, he's like, you know, you always say, we walk by this Australian potatoes booth and you always say, I, I've never gotten those. He's like, aren't you doing that challenge with Hanson? I said, yeah. So we got them. And man, those are weird. <laughs> People love them, but you have to get them with like cheese and ranch and stuff on them and bacon. I don't, I'm not a huge, like, I like a dip ranch. I don't want ranch smeared on my stuff. Is it a potato skin or a stick of a no, curl? It's, I don't know what it is. It's like a potato <laughs> plank that has been battered and fried. 
So it's breaded potatoes. So, so like a double fried fry, but it's a plank. So it does have batter on it. And it ours came sprinkled with, we just did cheese and bacon. We asked to have the no ranch. So are they all stacked in there They're in like, your boat? It's like, a, it's like a tower. It's like a mountain. Got it. And then, and then you have hot sauce and you have vinegar on the table. We doused it with vinegar and then we hit it with hot sauce and it was just a mess. And it wasn't. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. Okay. so There are people who love it, and I get it. There's no chance that you can eat one of those by yourself. I mean, you can, but my God. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. All right. What so was your new food? The peg muffin. Oh, the peg muffin. Oh, yeah, I've never had a okay. peg muffin. I've eaten at the peg, but I've never had the full-on peg muffin experience. Yeah. Which they have tomato, sausage, egg, and cheese. So that tomato makes it a little bit different than the standard. Yeah. I think that's the sandwich. one that I took a picture of two years ago when we broadcast. Probably. When we broadcast here because I remember feeling like this is the first one I've seen with a tomato on it. Yeah, because that's, that's what kind of makes it, it different. I did love it. I would eat that uh, I would eat that for sure again if I was out here. Hey, you guys, one more note. You guys, today it is read and ride day. So if you sh- are showing up to the fair this evening, you show your library card, you get discounted tickets. And there's also a bunch of very cool book things happening. Um, there's a Hufflepuff Cup Wizarding Tournament. Hufflepuff? What's yep, a Hufflepuff? Cup Wizarding Tournament. Hufflepuff um, Cup. <laughs> there is also a Read to the Breed up in the Pet Pavilion, which I think is cute. Yeah, Kids can practice read reading pets. out loud, and they can do it to a little fluffy puppy. I like it. Yeah. So All right. That's, that's what we got going on today on day seven as everything flips. Here's something else. Just one last thing before we go to note that the, uh, the uh, new fair food kind of flips again today, and it is the... Um, it is Taco Cat from Hot Indian. So we have a new, new fair food as of today. Okay. It's and the deep fried tacos on a stick. Speaking of new fair foods, we are going to talk to the new food fair czar, Nikki. I yep. don't know where the last name is. We'll just call her Nikki. We'll introduce her on the podcast in a minute. She's going to be talking to us about how they pick new foods. She took over. Uh, from the, Dennis. Yeah, Dennis had been here for a really long time. So she's got a fresh take and a fresh new perspective. And that's going to be our State Fair story when we come back. Okay, everybody, welcome to the State Fair story. We are so lucky to be joined by Nikki Hines. Nikki, tell us who you are. <laughs> well, I'm Nikki Hines, and I am the attractions and food concession supervisor at the Minnesota State Fair. And this is a new position for you. You basically took over for Dennis Larson, who had been here for 40-some years. I did, back in November. He retired, lucky him, and um, it's been a great run thus far. It's got to be kind of weird to take over for someone that has been in the job for 40 years, because, I mean, like, you have to create, recreate and almost make it your own, right? Because you can't step into those shoes. Yes, those were pretty big shoes to fill. Um, Denlar, the food czar. Um, I am definitely not the food czar, um, but uh, he, he left me in good hands. I transitioned with him for about a year before he decided to retire. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so it wasn't exactly they just like you walked into this cold and plus it's the Minnesota State Fair you you it's a known quantity at least for you for that and I've been here 24 years so I know a lot of the vendors already so let's talk let's get down to the big question which is how do you pick who gets to be on the new foods list well I don't do it alone we have a great new food committee um, there's about five of us a couple people from sales couple people from marketing and um, we and is that new this year to have a committee nope no you've nope, always it's had it always okay. been done that way and um, so everybody submits their applications with their uh, re-registration and um, we this year what I did um, was I offered all of them to bring in samples and let me tell you I mean it was an overwhelming um, bunch that said yes we want to do it so we had four a day for two weeks straight 
whoa, new foods. Um, and uh, it was a great turnout and we picked a lot of good ones. And, um, you know, there's different criteria that we look at when picking the new foods as well. So talk a little bit about that, like the criteria, because clearly, I mean, those of us who, you know, make it a profession of watching the new foods come out. You know, we get it. Like you can't, like if six people say, Hey, we're going to do, you know, chicken tacos this year. You can't have them all. You can't put all the chicken tacos on because you got to have a variety and you want to spread it out. But tell us a little bit more about like what that criteria is. Correct. Um, well, first of all, is it sexy? You know, everybody loves sexy food. Um, secondly, can they handle it? Can they produce it in their current stand that they have? And that has to be a big one because there is a vendor here that I won't name out loud, but seems to have struggled with execution and you know if you have a great idea but you can't execute it it's really hard on the consumer it's very difficult Um, so that's one thing we look at and we also you know and if they if they struggle with a new food we may not consider them the next year if they were to submit one Um, but we figure it out we work it out and we want everybody to succeed here Um, and so um, let's see we don't want anything that you know, competes with somebody else necessarily. Yeah, I was at the Blue Ox Burger Barn this year, and they someone wanted to order fries, and they said they couldn't sell them separately, separately. outside of the basket because Correct. there were so many fry vendors. So yes. I thought that was interesting. Oh, that's interesting. So you're saying there's nobody's going to come in as just a cookie maker either, probably. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> you can put ice cream between your cookies. But you're not coming in and making a chocolate chip cookie is what I'm thinking. Correct. Yeah. Maybe um, uh, oatmeal raisin. Right, right. <laughs> but no, no chocolate chip. Okay. Okay, so people put in their application. They get a chance to sample. Then they come in front of the committee. What are you, like, looking for? Is it, you said, like, sexy and versatile. Is it taste? I mean, some of these foods, they're so... Yes. Just a variety, I guess. Is, does it matter, like, as far as the variety of taste? Yes. Yeah, so, um, you know, we've had a lot of, before the sampling, we would just go on what they proposed on a piece of paper and a photo. And there were a few that weren't so successful. Sure. And so that's why I wanted to incorporate this sampling option for them, um, just so we kind of know what we're getting into, you know, and and from the reviews that we've had thus far, um, you know, there were some that came in that were amazing you know, and then now they're not so great. And I don't know if it's because they have so many to produce, um, but you know, it's great to sample that. I don't like to go into things blindly. And then, so you watch that. And so you're, you're watching their production and the way that it's flowing throughout the fair, because I would say for us being here for 12 days because of this podcast and really eating as we're going the entire day, I have learned. So today, you know, it was day seven and taco cat is the first, this is their first new food day, right? So they're going to go, we're going to go try the yep, fried tacos the on the global stick market international bazaar because hot Indian is, is now gone. And I think about it, the funny thing is I know I'm going to update the get it, skip it, your call guide on msvmag.com, but I'm also thinking I need to update some stuff that I had before because for me the Blue Ox Burger Bar which was good it just wasn't spectacular I've had it my kid has had it like four times now and I'm like I think it might have to be a get it now you know like they've figured it out and so they're ones who have like taken the time to figure it out whereas others may have crashed and burned right exactly exactly and we don't want that to happen here no but it is interesting because it does it does change and then you kind of have to watch it that whole time is there anything that you're already thinking next year you're hoping for to see a different kind of trend um well you know we certainly don't want to lose the foods on a stick you know so i hope some people come up with some creative ideas next year it's funny you bring that up because we did some research and there's like 80 plus foods on a stick and a lot of people have abandoned 
the on a stick concept, mm-hmm. yet like Texas State Fair and Iowa State Fair, the on a stick is still going strong. So mm-hmm. it's kind of funny that we've not had as many honest-stick foods. Sure, and I'm hoping that they come back. You know, the State Fair is moving forward with their Sustainability Act, you know, in the next couple of years, and, you know, the the stick would be great. It's organic and compostable um, and do away with boats and, and trays. And Can you tell me a little bit about what the sustainable uh, idea of what you're trying to implement is? Well, should we get Laura over here? Um, you know, we're trying to do more composting next yep. year. Um, currently, we just are not set up with the facility to do the composting, um, but we're also encouraging a lot of our vendors to move in that direction of purchasing the the organic products, the compostable products, the recyclable par- products. We're moving in that direction with our cups as well. We're we're doing away with the foam, doing um, the plastic and the paper. I'm really glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. Just as a consumer. There's, I don't know if you saw uh, my day one antics or not, but I had a spork <laughs> tucked in my hair because that was one of the things that I was like, I am going to not use, I my pledge is next year, I said this to the team, next year we are all getting sporks on a rope. And because, you know, you go and you taste and I do, I feel like they, you know, I don't want to grab a bunch of forks, take one bite and throw them away. I think about that and I think that's worse than any straw situation you could possibly consider. So I feel like if we do something fun around that kind of an idea and to get consumers behind it with us, we can make that happen. I would totally buy a spork, a spork on, on a, a rope. stick. Work on a stick or on a, a on a lanyard, yeah. yeah, on a lanyard, so that you can like use it and leave it, and then lick it and leave it. We certainly have to execute it the right way because you know these products are not cheap, and um, for all of these vendors, especially the little small stands, it, it could hurt them mm-hmm. because, and then that cost gets um, sent on to the consumer. So we just have to be really careful on how we execute this. Well, Stephanie pointed out that this year we saw some foods kind of creeping up close to the $10 range. Do you think next year we're going to cross over into I, I $10 land? Not. I hope not. My fingers are crossed that we can keep it you know, reasonable for families to come in. Um, I think as we move forward with the compostable products, it might happen. And let's, we also asked, and a lot of people like the idea of like sampler sizes. Yes. Is that something that maybe we'll see? Particularly, I noticed with the craft beer, because a lot of it is 5% more ABV. Mm-hmm. And to have a four ounce instead of a 12 or a 16 mm-hmm. might be a way that I can try more beers. Absolutely. And we do have a few vendors that do the flights, which is really nice. You can sample different beers. Um, but yes, I would love to see change in that area. Um, it's my first year. and <laughs> Yeah. Come on. Dude, like- and this is, you're probably taking a lot of, you know, inventory of feedback from everybody and kind of saying like, how can we all, they have all, by the way, spoken so highly of the Minnesota State Fair group and that we just were at the uh, we were at the Salem dining hall and all they could do was say thank you for letting us come back every year you know they are wonderful but it seems to me that you guys have really fostered a collaborative atmosphere which is something that I don't know I feel like we're all ready to have you be like mm, the boss and the man but you guys aren't like that at all do you feel the same way I do feel the same way I had the opportunity to bring in seven different unique vendors this year which has never happened in the past in one year no. So I've been very fortunate this year, and, and everything has gone so smoothly. <laughs> Talk about a little bit about what it's like to find, like, and of course, I don't think you don't know right now who's going to be gone next year, or you don't know until after this fair's done, and then we kind of cycle through all the year, and that's when you find out. So then yeah, you do people get kicked out? 
No. Okay. I don't believe we've ever kicked anybody out. No. But I mean, there's things where leases or change hands or parents or whatever. I think there was a thing with uh, fudge puppies. The fudge puppy, where she was the owner, didn't want to continue. She just she wanted to be done, and so then it has to be a decision about whether or not you know how that works because he can't transfer, right? I mean, the leases are with the one person or the family of the owner, that kind of a thing. Correct. Um, and, you know, people pass away. People retire. Um, people decide, I just can't do this anymore. Um, and so you're right. We do not allow transfers. Um, and they, Whoever wants to purchase it has to re-register as a new vendor. Um, and then we make the decision if we want that person back or not. Can I give you just, I, I wanted to give you props for the gluten-free options and that at the information boost you can get a little sheet that gives you all of the gluten-free options. As we are seeing more people moving into some gluten-free, vegan, non-traditional type dietary restrictions, I just thought that was fantastic that you guys took the time to produce that. And actually that I believe is put out by The Rock, um, which they do all of the research on that, which is very helpful. Um, and next year I'm really hoping to bring an all gluten-free vendor in. Yeah, that'll be good. Is uh, One thing I wanted to ask quickly, just back up, was are the vendors there are they are they on leases like per se or is it like is it a lifetime thing or is it like a 10 year is it a five year how does that work our licenses are year to year that's what the, the Salem guy told me and I kind of felt like he might be wrong so I wanted to ask nope. our licenses are for 12 days of the fair that's it Wow. it starts on the first day of the fair and it ends on Labor Day so you recontract everybody every year every year we so, invite everybody back every November so like it could be a thing if someone does something egregious that just let's say someone throws like a strip show in their basement or there's no basements at the fair. But I'm saying like what if uh, there are, sh we don't talk about them. Um, what if, some, if someone did something horribly, ridiculously bad, you could say, sorry, we're not inviting you back. We could, we could, but we probably. You have never and you probably won't, but I'm just saying. We'll put them on pro probation. Probation, yeah, <laughs> right? Yes. Okay. That's kind of interesting. I mean, like, it's funny because we all think of these legacy things, and it's really year to year in the end. It is. We're, we have great partnerships with all of them, and we don't want to see anybody go, obviously. Yeah. You know what is really remarkable to me is no matter, like, we just had breakfast at the Peg. No matter how long a vendor has been here, whether they're new or old, they're super conscientious about innovation, customer service, hospitality. I mean, they are running an independent small business during these 12 days where they have to sometimes hire 100 new people that didn't work for them before. And yet, like, you just see all these examples across the fairgrounds of teamwork, of young people really chipping in, of people exhibiting leadership. Like, it's like a 4-H happening before your very eyes at all these vendor booths. It is amazing. Um, we've had a lot of, like I said, we had seven new vendors this year, and we've had many other vendors that are have been here for a long time. For like Giggles, for example, um, he really mentored the Brim um, yeah. folks, and it it was great. You know, everybody is so welcoming and ready to jump in and help you at at a moment's notice. It's it's wonderful. Jared said that from Funky Grits too that he contacted so many people ahead of time and was saying how asking them like what do you think is this silly? I know that he had originally talked about putting six of those fritters in a in a bucket and charging 10 bucks and I was like dude you want to walk in as like the first 10 dollar guy? Really? And he was like I don't know. I think it's fine. I'm like talk to your people. And I remember like talking to Shimp about it and I was Steph Shimp and I was like Maybe you want to talk to Jared about that. I was very worried about that in the beginning. You know what I mean? He's done well. He has done really well. He stepped up. I mean, he never anticipated being here, and, and here he is, and he's just rocking it over there. 
Okay, so let's talk about what is, so this is your first year. It's going great. It's going great. Um, what do you, I mean, do you have like kind of a vision? I know people, they get into a new job and they think they get excited about like the five-year plan. Do you have uh, a five-year plan? I don't have a five-year plan at the moment. I'm just trying to get through year one. She's trying to get through 12 full days of her first year's job. Um, everything's been going great. Um, I don't think this is normal, um, but I'm thankful for it, and uh, I wanted to continue the rest of the For an inaugural year, you're doing all right. I am. All right, we'll check with you at the beginning of next year for your next year's plan. Happy to. <laughs> This has been Nikki Hines, who is the new, not the food czar. She doesn't want to be called the food czar yet. You will ascend to food czarship, I have a feeling. Um, and uh, this has been uh, your uh, Stay Fair story.